Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, everyone, and afternoon or evening, depending on where you're listening to me around the country. It's so exciting to have you all here today on this beautiful, beautiful day. At least it is beautiful here in Florida. And... I'm going to have no preamble here because there is so much content that I want to get you guys to hear from our two guests today. Um, They are the authors of a truly, truly transformational book called The Garbage Man's Guide to Life, How to Get Out of the Dumps, Eight Steps to Clear Your Mind and Jumpstart Your Life. I just want to tell you a little bit about these guys. And um, I know one of the authors personally, Stephen Kaufman, and um, the other author, the other guest today is Norm LeMay, and they are two guys who totally love talking trash. Now, coming from New York, I always thought of trash talking as a completely, completely different topic. And since I was a sports information director in college, I felt that I really knew how to take trash talking to a whole new level. But these guys transform what trash talking is all about. Norm LeMay is an entrepreneur, educator, and philosopher. Thanks to his unique approach to management, he spent 30 years of his storied career helping to convert his family's business, a waste management company that his father picked up, get this, in a swap for an old truck, into an asset worth more than $300 million. Through hard work and foresight, LeMay became a pioneer in recycling, converting the state of Washington into one of the most efficient recycling areas in the United States. Now, Stephen Kaufman... He's known among friends as a brainiac, and I can tell you that he truly is. Um, He has an incessant curiosity, and he graduated with honors from Stanford University. He spent the first 20 years of his career with companies like Wang and Intel, tackling assignments in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. In 2000, he shifted lanes and became an entrepreneur and a consultant, helping to launch a high-tech company that developed an automated route tracking system for the waste industry. And we're going to be talking about routes and comfort zones and being uncomfortable in a little bit. So working with garbage every day taught Norm and Stephen that we all carry trash in our heads that gets in the way of our relationships, our jobs, and our dreams. Have you ever been there? You know you know there's something more, but you don't know how to get there. You, you just can't figure out what is not clicking in your head. You know, we talk about the find your eggs uh, segment of this show where you really find what it is, what drives you, what you love. And when you get rid of all that extraneous garbage, what happens from it? So these guys, Norm and Steven, are known as the Disposal Dream Team, and they've developed a truly down-to-earth philosophy to toss trash and go on to live an extraordinary life. I have read this book. I'm going through a lot of the work that they're doing. It is transformational, and I want you to please join me today in welcoming Norm and Steven. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Do I have both of you guys? Hey. Yes, we're both here. This is Norm. Hey, Norm! Finally get to chat with you, like, live. This is so exciting. Yeah. (laughs) So, you guys being here today is so perfect with so much that's going on in my life right now. Tomorrow, I'm having shoulder surgery, and they're going to clean some trash out of my shoulder. And I got to thinking about your book and the work that you do and conversations that Stephen and I have had, and it... It's really the internal garbage is such a metaphor with what the work you're doing. So tell me how you came up with this idea. Well, Well, uh, I'll jump in on that. Uh, I started a 
company in the waste industry that uh, uh, made onboard computers and analytics software for garbage trucks, and Norm was our second customer. And um, he was a visionary back then, um, understanding if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And uh, after 11 years, I was going through the what's next for me. We were at the Waste Expo trade show, and we started talking over a glass of wine. And um, we began sharing philosophies. And that's where um, I realized that Norm's grasp on metaphor is really quite extraordinary. He'd been thinking about this stuff his whole life. And when we began talking about life in terms of garbage, that there's so much in, in dealing with trash that made so much sense as far as how do you get rid of the non-physical stuff. The more we began to play with the idea, the more the notion of a book and a whole life philosophy began to emerge. Now, Norm, you know, number one, being anybody's second customer with a piece of software, that takes a lot of guts. So there must have been something about Stephen that you believed in or his product that you believed in. And and then you started talking about inner garbage and outer garbage. So well, from your side. The, the, the thing that we both had in common is that we've, been, we've dealt with a lot of garbage in our lives. And then we had the metaphor right there. We were working around and with garbage. And I've always held the belief that it's sort of the yin and yang of life. Uh, one side is the value that we have, the stuff that has value. And the other side is the garbage, the stuff you've got to get rid of, the stuff you have to get out of your life. In our society, we focus on the getting, but not the getting rid of. And, and that's that a cornerstone right there, the whole notion of value. We were um, so involved that's really the kernel of what we got. Um, okay, I got both of you guys talking garbage. at once. And oh. I, I know there's a... So, Steve, Stephen, what were you saying? Um, well, exactly what Norm was saying. Um, the idea of value, that's absolutely the cornerstone of this that um, if you define garbage as anything that has no value, and since we already know what to do with garbage, then you begin to ask a very simple question, why in the world would I put up with this garbage in my life? And that's the kernel of what we do. And Norm, you were saying? I, what I was saying is, is that as a society, we focus on the getting portion of that. We think we can find value by buying things. And in fact, the getting rid of things that have no value to us is equally important. You told a story in the book that was very impactful to me, especially since I'm dealing with a mom who's having um, memory issues. And it was a story about picking up garbage and this man's apologizing for all the garbage he's putting out. And you started talking to him and he's talking about, he takes it to a whole nother level. And I think it's such a great descriptive um, bridge to where we're going to be going with the rest of the interview. Would you be willing to share that story, if you remember which one I'm talking about? <laughs> it, it, it's Go the, ahead, Stephen. Yeah, tell me, give me a little bit more background. Which, so which story was this? This is the man who's throwing out all these garbage, and he's um, apologizing for having so much garbage. And he's standing there holding something, and he said... My mom had to go into a facility because she's she's lost her memory, and it's too late now to ask her, but I feel like I'm throwing away 
Oh, the history. family history. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah. See, this this is a very interesting point because it, it, when you have actually experienced the loss of a relative, and most people have as they get older, and you have to you have the unfortunate task of going in and getting rid of their things. You know, the dumpster pulls up, and you start throwing things out. That's the kernel of value. If somebody has picked up a spoon and told you, I got this spoon and here's the story behind it, that spoon now has value to you. It has meaning. But if you don't know that, then it's just a spoon and you throw it out. And this concept of communicating value is so critical because that's what goes on in our mind all the time. That's what happens in the office where we do things and we do them rotely or we do them without really thinking through or whether or not, geez, we we have this meeting and nobody likes it or the way our family interacts always ends up a certain way and nobody ever feels good about it. But if you stop and ask, is there any value in this? Are we getting something from this? Is it moving our lives forward or strengthening our relationships? And the answer comes back, no. Then the question is, well, then why are we doing it? In the same way, when you communicate value around a spoon, a book, a painting, at that point, you're transferring value from one person to the other. It's not garbage anymore. But when you don't communicate that value, then you have a house full of stuff and you could be throwing away tremendous family memories and never even know it. See, the difference between a hoarder and a person who is a collector is one person has no concept of what the real value of things are. Now, my, I, my wife and I saved all of my daughter's stuff in boxes as she was growing up. And when she was about 27... Uh, we gave them to her because she now had a garage to put them in. <laughs> she opened the boxes and looked at the stuff, saved maybe uh, a quarter of a half of one box, and said, send the rest to the Goodwill. And uh, it, it really was not as important to her as it was to us because to, to us it reflected her childhood. To her, it was a phase that she went through, and now she was on to new things. So she kept things that, in her own mind, still had value to her. That's right. That's right. And, and, and we confuse life that way. If you look at your garage, it's filled with all sorts of stuff that keeps your garage from being useful. Well, it's the same kind of thing with our life. We, we keep and hold on to old thoughts and worries and beliefs and uh, obsessive thinking, thinking that it's actually helping us in some way, but really we'd be so much better off getting rid of it. I I think that is just such a perfect analogy, and when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about that and some a simple process that you have for helping people become more aware of that exact thing. And you guys don't know this, but two weeks ago, I had somebody come over and help me clean up my garage. Mm. And a number of my dear friends have said to me, Lori, you seem clearer. You seem happier. You feel lighter to us than you did. And it was because of all this heaviness in my garage from my divorce and some issues that we had and junk that was in there that just was disturbing me. And even dirt. 
And by cleaning that external out, there was an internal process that went on. And um, Mm -hmm. this metaphor that you talk about, about the inner garbage man and just how much extra outside garbage, getting rid of it, it helps clear the inner. I'm just so blown away by this. So when we um, come back from the break, um, can you guys share with us some simple steps that people can use to start getting awareness of their inner garbage man? You bet. Oh, this is going to be such a great show, everybody. We are talking to Norm LeMay and Stephen Kaufman, authors of The Garbage Man's Guide to Life, How to Get Out of the Dumps, Eight Steps to Clear Your Mind and Jumpstart Your Life. We'll be right back. Okay, we are here talking with garbage men extraordinaire, both inner and outer garbage man. And Norm, you talk about the inner garbage man. You mentioned it uh, a little while ago. What, What exactly do you mean when you talk about that inner garbage man? That's the voice inside of you, and it, it, it exists there whether you call it a garbage man or not. And it's really saying what has value to you and what doesn't. It starts making that decision. You know, we, can, we, we have thoughts that oftentimes get us upset. Maybe it's about government or maybe it's generational issues. And we hold those beliefs but we're not really asking the question, you know, of what value is this to me? How can I make some real use out of it? So we fill ourselves up with a lot of garbage thoughts that have no value. Meanwhile, the actual things we could be doing in our life and the awareness that we could have that's positive and has value, we minimize it by having too much of the space of our life taken up with with what is truly garbage. And that inner garbage man is there to help us keep the balance. So, Stephen, when you hear Norm talking about the inner garbage man, what does that mean to you, and and where do you take it? Well, you asked the specific, you know, the question, where do you go from here? How do you begin to get this stuff out of your life? And it's that inner garbage man, as Norm just said, that's the voice of value. And at that point, you, 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 something, you think of something or you take an action. What you do is you, you stop and you ask yourself, why am I doing this? And that's the corner, one of the cornerstones of our philosophy. We call it ACT, aware, choose, toss. And the number one way to get rid of this stuff out of your life and out of your office is to become aware of it. So it's like a shirt in the closet. Norm and I were talking about this yesterday. And you realize I've got a shirt or a blouse in this closet, and it's been here for a year and I never wear it. So now you've become aware of it. But what you become aware of is, and I don't need this anymore. In other words, it's garbage. Or the way I do things, the way I think, is, is it has no value. Therefore, your mind converts it from being aware of it to being aware of it now being garbage And we all know what to do with garbage. You throw it out. That's the choice. Do I still want to keep it, or is it time to toss it? That's the beauty of this. You become aware of the fact that this is trash, and it's time to get rid of it. Okay, so it sounds so simple when you say it. You're aware that something no longer has value to you. I mean, I talk about some similar concepts in my book. 
what would a wise woman do? We talk about it on this radio show. But sometimes you, you just, you think you got rid of it, but it seems like it keeps coming back. Like the garbage man goes, sorry, I can't take this. You have to hold on to it for a little longer. And then you start beating yourself up over it. Why can't hey, I get that- rid of this? This is an important part of why the metaphor gar- of garbage is so important. You know, garbage keeps showing up. You don't, when you get a banana, you don't get mad because you've got to take the peel off and throw it away. You don't get mad because there's packaging that you have to recycle. You don't get mad because at garbage because it's there as a byproduct of what we're trying to do. What you do is you deal with it. You get rid of it. You get it out of there. But when we have a thought of, let's say, a past relationship or something, we start putting the emotions into it, and we let that garbage beat us up instead of just saying, hey, you know, that's garbage. I have power over it, and I know what to do with garbage. I toss it. I get rid of it. I move it out of my life. What happens is, that you're going to have a faster and faster response time. As Stephen was saying, with that awareness, you get to be an expert in tossing the unimportant garbage portion out of your life, and you start holding on to value more closely. So where does the forgiveness cycle that the two of you talk about in your book come in? Well, I, I think the important part, uh, uh, exactly what Norm was saying, is we attach so much emotion to this. My girlfriend and I were talking about this yesterday, that these, the garbage that we carry sometimes is very deep, and it's very emotional, and we're comfortable and used to, even though it may not be good for us, we're used to the pattern, and so it's hard to let go. The forgiveness piece says if there's a wrong that took place, or I, I, things didn't turn out the way I wanted, so I've generated a ton of garbage and judgment around what happened, the forgiveness piece says, look, I need to let that go. I can't change yesterday. And so I need to forgive myself for the, the fact that I didn't do it the way I thought it did come out perfectly. Forgive myself for you know, all the mistakes that I made and put it in the landfill and let it sit there in the past, in the rearview mirror, so that then you open up all the room to say, okay, well, what's next? Because I can't change what took place. As we love to say on the website, I can't change the, gar- I can't change the event, but I sure can change the garbage that I'm creating around it. And forgiveness is a huge gift for yourself to say, I'm letting this go. I'm putting this away and getting rid of it and cutting myself some slack for not being perfect, it is time to move on. All right, so let me make sure I understand this right. You let go of garbage, you feel like it keeps coming back, like the garbage man keeps re-delivering it to your house, but <laughs> no, it it's really not, right? It's the, another layer. The, it, there is the layer of certain thoughts bring garbage as a byproduct. And, uh, for instance, if you were going to go to a Christmas party and you're around all of your relatives, you've got a long history and <laughs> lots of garbage. Okay? So what you do is you just have a plan. You're going, to, you're going to go towards the value and not towards the garbage at that Christmas party. You know, you're going to maybe limit contact to certain people. 
you're going to be more careful with others, and you're going to realize that you're headed in the garbage direction. Garbage that we're talking about is just part of what life process is, and it does keep showing up, but you become an expert at getting rid of it. That goes back to the inner garbage man. He's, he's tossing stuff all the time. And, and I want to add one other thing to what Stephen had just said, and that is people are never garbage. But our contracts with them, either written or unwritten, oftentimes turn into car, uh, garbage. For instance, it's an uneven relationship or there are specific problems about it. And what you do is you have to tear up that contract. You have to, you have to forgive it by forgiving the debt that you perceive yourself owing yourself or somebody else owing you. You get rid of that and you move on to new contracts and new ways of dealing with people. And that's where your act comes in, the aware choose toss is becoming so aware of these things that you begin to uncover them and shine the light on them. So they trickle to the top of the garbage pail and you go, okay, I can let this one go now. It doesn't have value or it does have value. What about it has value and, and go from there. So we, before we go into the news break, um, Stephen, can you tell us one question that the listeners should keep in mind while they're listening to the news to help them get rid of garbage? You bet. Um, one of the things we're, we're asked a lot is, you know, you know, the, the problem isn't my trash, it's everyone else's. You know, how, how can I possibly fix that? And there's some interesting answers to that. But, uh, you know, the truth is we all generate garbage, you know, whether, whether we like it or not. So none of us is garbage free. And as Norm was saying, this stuff just happens all the time, it, it, whether it's the same stuff coming back or it's new stuff being created. Um, we, we do a lot of teaching at companies on multi-generational garbage. Try and put a baby boomer millennial together and see how well they work. Okay, well, that's going to have to be after the news break. That's Absolutely. in about 30 seconds. <laughs> so that's a, gr- a great example of um, that we all generate trash, and we could talk about that a little bit more later. Okay, but, so... Um, it's part of life. So as we go into the news break, everybody, I'd like you to think about what one area of your life do you have some garbage that no longer has value? And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more with Norm LeMay and Stephen Kaufman and help you get rid of the inner trash and become your own inner garbage man. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show at itsallaboutthequestions.com. And now you can listen on iTunes. We are trending on new and noteworthy. So subscribe up there to listen to all the previous replays. Got some great shows out there with Norm LeMay and Stephen Kaufman, offers of one of my favorite books, The Garbage Man's Guide to Life, How to Get Out of the Dumps. Now, um, Stephen, I have a question for you. And we were talking during the break about my whole garbage cleaning, uh, garbage garage cleaning, and how I got rid of the dirt. Um, that I felt was still left over and how I feel so much better. And there is a quote in your book where you say, the antidote to a comfort zone is a route. And I really felt like when I was cleaning my garage that I was creating a route, but there was all this toxic waste that I didn't quite realize was there. And, and can you elaborate on those concepts in your book? You bet. 
uh, and there is a reason why garage and garbage are so close in terms of one letter difference. <laughs> hey, I slipped people. up multiple times and said garbage when I meant garage, but it was the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love it when Norm talks about the metaphor. It's very powerful that you know, that garage changes its whole function, and pretty soon it's not a place to park a car. It's a place to park a bunch of trash that you don't need anymore. But specifically to your question, there are relationships we have in our lives, processes, things we do every day that's toxic to us. I'm going through a very challenging personal issue right now, and I'm dealing with toxic people. And we, in our book, talk about toxic waste is either low level or high level. Low level is the stuff underneath your sink that you have to be careful with, and then there's high level toxic waste drugs, alcohol, and it's either things that we have in our own life or people or, or situations that are toxic. These are things that can create very challenging garbage for us, but you use the same skills. You protect yourself, you become aware of the fact that it's there, and your inner garbage man, when he has to deal with this on multiple occasions, begins to alert you you're about to walk into a toxic situation, like Norm talked about earlier about the holiday party or the family gathering. The more you're aware, the more experience your inner garbage uh, gives you to say, now i got to watch what I'm doing and be aware that I'm probably going to run into garbage. So, Norm, now that you've got an awareness, right, of toxic waste and how that can derail you and that it doesn't have value. How do you go about getting out of that? Well, the, the, the very first part of it is the, the garbage is such a strong metaphor because we all know, you know, what garbage is. It's like wired into our emotions. And so the getting rid of it, which is the strength of the book, that's taken place. Now you've got kind of an emptiness, a, uh, a, a place that you will have got an opportunity to bring something of value in. And you should be able to play with that and realize that one of the great joys in life is the opportunity to fill what pieces of emptiness you've got. Uh, if it's a new relationship, go about it in trying to find the value that you're going to replace it with. And this is no. not emptiness in a negative way, like, oh, my no, life is so empty. No. This is like, oh, it's is, an opening. This is like uh, the, the idea that uh, if you're so full, it's like your garage, it's so full of stuff, it's become useless. And so as you get rid of the stuff, all of a sudden you start opening opportunities. And those are the great things of life because... If you have no, if you're so full of things that you're doing in your life that you really don't have time for any quality uh, moments, you know how much value is that in your life? Uh, if you're if you're on every club and every organization and you're saying yes to everybody, and all of a sudden, you know you've destroyed whatever empty whatever emptiness there was in your life. You know how are you going to come back? and reconstruct it. The way you do is you figure out what really has value to you. And then the realization that you've allowed all this garbage to get there because what garbage is is something that has no value to you. You know, you've become the storehouse of other people's value, garbage. So you start moving that out. And as you do, 
the emptiness, the time or the opportunities or just the ability to have your mind relaxed start paying off big benefits for you. So we've talked a lot this morning about two of the steps in the book. Step one, meaning find the value in tossing the trash, and step two, keeping it empty. Um, There's obviously eight steps, which we do not have enough time on this show to cover all eight steps. Um, I wish we did. So the three of us are going to go do a webinar in a month or so after I recover from my shoulder surgery tomorrow, and we're going to really kind of deep dive some of this, but there's, you have so much material out there on the web and I want to make sure all of our listeners can get access to you guys. So why don't you share, um, your, the best way to reach you, your website, so they can get the steps that we don't have time to talk about today. You bet. The, um, the easiest place to, to pick up a copy of the book is at tossthattrash.com. And, uh, there's, uh, all sorts of links there to, get an autographed copy or find it on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And the book goes into very specific details about how to, because the end of every chapter is how to get rid of toxic waste, how to create a route, how to keep the emptiness open as you start to get rid of this old stuff. And what I love is the exercises ask questions. And for me, it's all about the questions. Right. And you ask such insightful questions. Okay, so they're going to, what? what's that website again? It's Toss That Trash. Okay, great. So uh, there's um, not only access to the book out there and and the links to the other sites, but you have an amazing set of free resources for people to continue the work outside the book. We quite a bit on our website. Everything from waste wisdom. Okay, wait. Stephen, let's. I'm sorry. Norm was talking. Go ahead, Stephen. No, we just had, we have some great content on the website, blogs and, uh, and um, little uh, Waste Wisdom one-liners. So it's, uh, it's a great place to go and start the conversation that, uh, and then continue it inside the book. And for all you listeners out there, it's really hard for Norm and Stephen, who are calling in from two different locations, to hear each other. Um, we can all hear them all great, um, but they have trouble hearing each other. So <laughs> sorry about the... Uh, sometimes it might be hard because they're both have so much great value that they want to provide. Um, Norm, you were talking about the site. Oh, I was just saying that uh, in and of itself, uh, it's got a lot of value because it is kind of an overview of the the book and uh, our waste vis our waste wisdom section is uh, it will open your eyes to exactly what we're talking about in a very uh, kind of direct manner. In what way? In well, it shows a little bit of humor. Uh, they're very uh, short, and uh, they they take common parts of life and uh, and just uh, gives wisdom to them. We also have a blog se- section where we talk about how this concept has helped us personally through a lot of issues to, of life. So, so it's well worth going to. Oh, I, I totally agree. So everybody, it's tossthattrash.com. Lots of great resources there for all of you. All right. So we talked about step one and we talked about step two, you know, finding the value and tossing the trash and keeping it empty so you have this space for things to go. Um, Norm, 
creating your route, it, it sounds on the surface so easy. I mean, we all talk about goal setting. Everybody's like, you, you must have a plan. You must have a plan. But once you've tossed the trash and you've got that empty place, which is a little uncomfortable, what kind of questions do you, the, you need to start asking yourself to begin creating that route that gets well, you to the next level? It's really what do you want in your life now and what direction? I, I like the idea of route because it gives you a direction or an area that you're going to be able to deal with. And our lives are complex in that we've got, you know, our physical and our, our, uh, our, our social life and our work life. And all of these have to kind of blend together. And that's your route through life is learning how to, in each one of these areas, start picking up value and moving in a given direction. Uh, your route through life isn't necessarily easy. But it isn't just the goals. It's the direction you set your mind on. It's the fact that you're seeking value and you're seeking to do it in a regular, sustaining fashion. Do you need to be flexible when you're setting your routes? Uh, absolutely. And that's uh, goals. Goals sometimes in and of themselves create garbage because... We'll start beating ourselves up, and we'll start thinking that because we didn't make this particular goal, uh, there will be thoughts that are of absolutely no value to us. But the real value is you seek out that value, you know, what in your life is really helping you. And you keep refining your route. You know, when a garbage man first starts a route, uh, it takes him about three hours longer than after he's been doing it for three months because he's learned where to stop his truck and he's learned how to handle the cans and he knows who's on the, on the route. And he, he starts putting together all those details that create those efficiencies which make you better at doing what you're doing. And that's where our focus should be. It shouldn't be on each goal. It should be the fact that we're gradually putting together a life that is more valuable to us because it's filled with so much value. So putting together a life that's more valuable than even you might have believed when you started your route. Right, right. And, and, and you do that by picking up efficiencies. Uh, you realize that... Uh, when you're going to sleep, your your mind is too active, and you're thinking about things that for right now have no value to you. So you say, hey, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about something that I can actually do something about, something that uh, is, uh, is a, a benefit to me. And uh, you do this over and over, and you do it by calling on that metaphor that says, what I'm thinking now is garbage. It's like the banana peel, or it's like uh, the leftover food, or it's like a broken light bulb. Okay, so it you're going just... gonna to peel back the layers, and when we come back from this commercial break, please don't go anywhere, don't change that tile. We'll be right back talking about 
The Routes. I so love that I get to bring you such amazing guests that inspire me every day. What I don't like is that the show is only an hour and I can't cover everything that I want to cover. So I highly recommend everybody go to TossThatTrash.com and get more information from these guys. So, Stephen, um, Norm was talking about, you know, sort of the process and peeling back the layers and, you know, the garbage and things surface to the top. And there is a route management system that you guys talk about. Um, Can you share with the listeners a couple of steps and things that they can do in their route management system to get them started? The idea of a route is so important because, as Norm was saying earlier before the break, this is where you begin to distinguish value from garbage because when you know what you want, then by default anything that isn't lined up with that is garbage and it's time to get rid of it. So specifically, how do you do that? How do you create a route? Well, we call it in the book a route management system. And the first thing you do is stop and ask yourself, well, where am I? And the second question is, where do I want to be? Well, if you're at A and you want to be at B, now you know the direction you have to move. Now you begin to get a sense of what's the garbage in my way that's preventing me from getting where I want to be. And the third step is we call it engage your belief system. This is a little odd, but the idea is you start acting as if you're already there. If I want that management position, I need to start acting like the manager before I've even gotten the job. Would a manager make this kind of decision or act in this certain way or have these negative self-shredding thoughts? No, they wouldn't. That's trash. I need to get rid of it. And the fourth step in this that's very challenging for us is we've got to get out of the comfort zone. We're used to doing things. We're used to the negative thoughts. We're used to the processes that don't have any value. Once you decide where you want to go and you believe you can get there, then you got to go through the discomfort of feeling like I'm not, I'm, I'm out of my element, but pretty soon your comfort zone expands and you realize, wow, I can actually do this. That's how you begin to actually create a route for yourself. For so many people, excuse me, I just choked on some water. <clears throat> for so many people stepping, all right, Stephen, you just got to talk for a minute. <laughs> no, no problem. That comfort zone is challenging for a lot of folks. Again, this is just what I was speaking about with Norman, with, with my girlfriend. It's hard. It's hard to go to places you haven't been. And it's easy to turn around and come back and say, ooh, that's uncomfortable. But the, the folks that grow businesses, the people that move beyond where they, they've been, are people that have the ability to say, even though it's uncomfortable, the goal of my route is more important than the garbage that gets generated. And the, what I want out of life is bigger than the garbage that's going to stop me from getting there. And that's where we break out of our comfort zone. And every one of us have done it. We've all been in places where you look back at the end of the experience, you're like, how did I do that? You did it because you believed in the goal more than the garbage that said, no, you can't get there. That's such a perfect analogy. And thank you for for covering for my lack of voice there for a moment. Uh, One of the things that I do personally myself when I start into that that, um, discomfort zone is I take a breath and I try to break it down into a smaller piece. Instead of just looking at the big thing, it's like what literally put one foot in front of the other. What's one small thing I can do today 
that will move me forward. And then it doesn't seem quite as uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, I, I could do that. Oh, what's one more thing I can do? Oh, what's one more thing I can do? What, Norm, what do you, what do, you um, do when you start to enter that discomfort zone? The, what you find is that garbage oftentimes is associated with letting things run out of control. It's like you're running downhill and uh, nobody's at the wheel. It's taking control and it's actually going through steps or processes. Uh, one of the reasons Stephen and I make such a great team is that whole section in the book where you go through uh, various uh, programs and uh, things within the book that help you understand the ideas. And you, you can just pick up the book, go to any section, and uh, go through a list of ways of thinking, and all of a sudden you're taking the control back yourself. And really that's what we're doing is we're talking about how do you, in a manner that is under control, take care of your own thinking process and start managing your life towards value. And something that you guys do, which is different, is you actually have an entire chapter and a step about maintenance. And so often we forget that. That it's okay yeah. to just kind of maintain and go forward and be comfortable for a while and then look at what's next and, oh, you may need to change some spark plugs or do something like that. So we have uh, a minute or so left. What's the one thought you would like our listeners to walk away with today as a last thought? Um I, I can throw one thing in there, and, and that's it, most importantly that garbage has no judgment with it. We all have it. It's not right or wrong. It's just part of life. And the key is once you recognize that is trust yourself to get rid of it. Once you start to toss it, it's amazing how much that starts to transform yourself. Norm, your last thought? Mine is that we all deserve the best lives that we can possibly live, and we deserve to move out of this garbage. Uh, we deserve to head towards value. We deserve to make every single moment that we're alive as best that we can. And uh, that's why, in the beginning, I said we're a nation where we think we, it's about getting, but it's actually also about getting rid of. And once you learn how to get rid of the getting, the being close to value becomes so such a wonderful part of your life. I know for myself that when I get rid of things, not only externally, but internally, that no longer serve me, and that space opens both externally and internally for something good to come in, if I don't hold the space for the good, it's very easy for the garbage or other garbage and other people's garbage to stick back in. Right. So what I love um, about the two of you and the book that you put together is how it really gives everyone, no matter what point in the cycle you're at, no matter how much garbage you have, how much empty space you have to fill, it gives a plan. It gives you a route. It gives you the steps and I love the concept of the forgiveness cycle because I know that I am so hard on myself. And when I read that, it was like a breath of air for me to mm -hmm. go, 
okay, it's all right. So I want to thank the two of you with all of my heart for writing this book and for sharing the knowledge that you have. Thank you for having us on today. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. And I know we'll be talking more. And for everyone out there, thanks for sharing our show today. And remember that um, you can find out more from Norm and Stephen at TossThatTrash.com. Get their book. I highly recommend it. I've actually endorsed the book. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all next week with more from our show. And don't forget, we are now on iTunes. And we are trending on New and Noteworthy. So we'll be back next week. been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at it's all about the and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today